everyone. It's Michelle Lee, Editor-in-Chief of Allure. I'm so excited today to have Patrick Ta as our guest. If you follow Gigi Hadid, Shay Mitchell, Olivia Munn, or Patrick himself on Instagram, you've definitely spotted both his incredible beauty looks and his radiant skin. The makeup artist turned beauty mogul stopped by my office to talk about becoming a pioneer in his industry, where he's looking to find new beauty influences, and the only skincare treatment he recommends. Open up your notes app and get ready to jot down these beauty secrets. Hi, everyone. Hey, Patrick. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to be here. Tell me a little bit about growing up. What were you like as a kid? So growing up, I was like really close with my mom and my dad, and my parents have both eight brothers and sisters, and I have a lot of cousins, mostly female. I think I have like 30 female cousins and like four male cousins. Do you have siblings also? I have one sister. She's a year older than me. She lives in Portland, Oregon. She's like a special ed teacher and she is like the complete opposite of me. Like doesn't wear an ounce of makeup. Is not into like materialistic things. Not that I am, but maybe I am. But we just live like completely different lives. And growing up, I was like overweight. I was like bullied because I, I, I mean, I like hated school because I feel like I was in the closets till I wasn't out. I wasn't like myself. And people would always like make fun of me. They would call me like Fatty Patty, Fat Trick, and just things, the worst. <laughs> things that like that like hurt people's feelings. And I moved to Arizona when I was 16 because I like wanted to basically like re- reinvent myself. And I moved to Arizona. I went to culinary school. I've always like been really into like anything that like was like creative, like just like creating like a dish or like landscaping or gardening or interior design. I like I like seeing something like from start to finish. I think because of my childhood, like I've always wanted to like be in this like certain group of friends or like have this like I don't know. And I've like made it like I don't know. I don't know if it's like the reason why like. I work with the people that I do today, but I've always had it in the back of my mind, like, I just want a different life, so, and then. In middle school, I was also bullied, so I've thought a lot about, like, looking back at my life, how did that influence me? And I do think that in a weird way, not that I'm thankful for it happening, because I don't think you ever are, but at the same time, I do feel like it gave me that extra motivation to, like, do things. So it always depends, because some people who I know, it can be such a negative thing for such a long time, but if you don't yeah. let it be and you, you turn it around, it can become a positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm someone who, like, I, I feel like I learn a lot by things that happen to me. So, like, if I experience it once, I, I'll probably, like, learn from that that situation. and I mean, it was extremely cool of your parents to let you move at 16. My older son is 14. Oh, I can't wow. imagine in like two years being like, go off to Arizona. Oh, my mom, <laughs> like, like they're like very traditional Asian parents. Like they would love me to live there with, with them for like the rest of their lives. The fact that they, I like, I begged them, I begged them. And so in, in, in Arizona, I went to culinary school, decided that I didn't like it. And I was like kind of forced to move back home with my parents because they're like, what are you doing with your life? Why are you wasting in Arizona? We have no family there. I somehow convinced my mom and dad to open up a tanning and nail salon for me. And I was 18 then. And was that in Arizona? That was in Arizona. And to think back, like if my kid, if, if I had an 18-year-old and he asked me to open up a tanning salon, nail salon, I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know how, but I convinced my mom and my dad to help me 
open this. And my parents were living in San Diego. Back then, I thought I knew everything. I feel like every kid thinks that they know everything. And, and and the one thing that I like, I feel like I realize now, like, honestly, most of the time, your parents are right. Like, they've lived a way longer life than you have. They've probably experienced, like, so many more situations than you have. Well, I think, are, are your parents immigrants yeah. also? So... Mine too, and I think that, again, looking back now at, like, the lessons that I feel like they learned and they taught us, they came from such a different time and such a different place, too, that I look at it in such a different way. Like, when I was a teenager, I was a jerk. Like, I was such an asshole to my mom, (laughs) especially. And I look back now, and I'm like, everything that she told me was totally right. How do we, like, tell the younger generation to believe in your parents? Because it's so true. Like, you think that you know everything, and... I just don't know how, like, I, I mean, it's and, impos- and it's so, <laughs> so many people told us, like, trust me, your parents are going to be right. You need to listen to your parents. But in your head, you're like, whatever. Yeah. You don't realize it until you're, like, maybe in your early 20s. Yeah. Then it's like, once I was in my early 20s, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was such a jerk to you. <laughs> I know. And, like, and all they're doing is just trying to, like, provide, like, a great life for you. So. Yeah. So at what point did you get into makeup? Do you remember, like, what your yeah. first memories of makeup were? Yeah. So... My salon like did really well at first, and then it did really bad. I had to file bankruptcy. In that time, I had a roommate. She was a makeup artist, and she was like one of the managers at Mac. I needed a job, so she got me a job at Mac. I had I had never done makeup before, but I was always really interested in it, just because I would see her transform herself every single day. And she's someone who wears a lot of makeup. And back then. I was like, oh, like that is the way that everyone needs to look. I don't know why all girls don't look like this. She wore a full face of makeup from morning to night, like whether it was at the gym or or not. But I think was that was like pre Instagram being huge. It was before Instagram, yeah. And she, but like she did it so good, and just to see like the transformation, it got me like just like super intrigued. I kind of like learned a little bit from her, but when you work at Mac. I like never had like a kit or anything. I I started like practicing a little bit. I like, bought like a little starter kit from like the drugstore, like just buying little things. And I, I I remember back then I had one other makeup artist friend who always had like super high end products, and I would always be like, "That is so expensive. Are you crazy? Like, why would you spend that much money and like on use it on your clients?" And now I'm like the same way as I, I, I would never buy that and and, <laughs> and you have it all now and your brushes you just like throw all of them <laughs> she gave me the opportunity to work at mac and from there i got to do so many types of different women because so many people like walked through the door and back then like mac was was like the place to work at and like as as a makeup artist if you worked there you were kind of like ooh, like she's like a mac or like he's a mac girl so when you would practice on people, who would you practice on? I had a lot of girlfriends. So when when, when I moved to Arizona, I went out a lot, um, just because I, I feel like I didn't I didn't have that that like growing up. So I went out a lot, and I met a lot of people. And from there, I would always practice on like my girlfriends before we would go out. From there, like I I, I mean I have some photos like, but they were not cute. Like I did, <laughs> I thought we would finish a look and we would both be like, oh my God, like it looks so good. Like you're going to get, like you look so hot and like you're, you're going to meet so many guys tonight. And I look back at these photos, like I, I did their, their hair back then too. Like I did these huge, like teased hair <laughs> and like black smoky eyes that were like so not blended. And we thought we like we were killing it. <laughs> So at that point, did you realize, like, was there something that happened or was it sort of an evolution that you were like, I want to make this my life? As 
like the longer I started doing it, I became more obsessed with it. And I think that's when Instagram came around. And I always like just like love taking photos like with the girls. So I always had like I was a person. I'm actually grateful for it because I have so many memories of my teens because I always took photos of like wherever I like, it was like wherever event I was or wherever party I was going to at all of like all the photos with my friends and even if people didn't like taking photos with me I like took them and and now everyone's grateful because you have like memories of like the past so obviously with Instagram Instagram was like really fun for me because I was able to kind of showcase like the work that I did and I kind of started like more word of mouth like it was really easy for me to actually get clients as like as like makeup clients because I already knew so many girls in 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 Arizona. From there, it just it just made it even more fun because I was I was getting to hang out with all the cool girls. I were I I was doing makeup in in Arizona for about a year, and at that point, I was like, I need to I I want to move. I've I've already been in Arizona now for six years, and I think with like the salon closing, it was like just super embarrassing to like have it closed like that way. So. I've always wanted to move to LA, but I never knew the reason why. And then makeup kind of gave me that push to be in LA. And do you feel like by the time you moved to LA, do you feel like your skills were like much improved? I thought I was a lot better. I, I, I look back at photos now. If I scroll all the way down, I'm like, wow, there was no editing apps back then. There was no face to it. And I feel like my makeup still looks, looks good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me the story. I think Shay was your first like celebrity client. Yeah. Did she reach out to you through Instagram? Yeah, so Shay, I was obsessed with with Pretty Little Liars, and I think a lot of a lot of people were. And I had just moved to LA, so I had never worked with like celebrities before, and it was like a really big moment in my career because she started following me, and I called my mom. I was like, "Oh my god, I think my life is gonna change because this girl started following me. I love her show." And to me, like, it was a really really big deal because coming from Arizona, you don't get that. She ended up reaching out to me, and I did her for the TCAs, and I was so nervous going into it, but she was so sweet and like so nice and, and so she's beautiful. She's such a makeup lover too. She loves makeup, and and I just I think I think it's so amazing now that like it's been almost six years now, and we're still friends, and like I still work with her, and she's always been herself. Like I think people would always tell her like, "Oh, you're an actress. Stop wearing so much makeup." And she's like, "She is the way like she is," and I feel like now she is thriving. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. What do you think made her reach out to you? Like what was it about either your look or like what was it? I don't know. I think from what she said is she was always creeping on Instagram and always looking at up but people always trying to find new people and she loves makeup just as much as like a makeup artist. She she liked the style maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Cuz it is unconventional. <clears throat> I feel like normally like with celebrities if they do red carpet or something else they have like their people reach out yeah. to agents and stuff like that. So I feel like your story, it is so unconventional, but it's so it's so modern too, really, like the way that people now think about the way that we like surface even like models and other people. So it's, it's so cool. I think back then it was like that, but I think more so now than ever, a lot of a lot of people find artists on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But back then it definitely was like it it was like a thing. And I remember moving to LA and I had like a lot of hate from a lot of other other people, but like and how I, like how did that hate surface? Like, were they to your face being hateful, or was it more you just knew people were talking behind your back? I just knew people were talking behind me, and it really hurt my feelings because I had just moved to LA. I, I hadn't met a lot of these people before, and 
being new there, like you moved to LA, like, I mean, moving to any big city, like your goal is to become successful. And like, I feel like to New York or to LA, you move there to because you have a dream. You want to succeed. So when people like in that line of work or like are talking about you, like in not like, a good way, it's like, it's hurtful. And, and I feel like back then I did not have like, like thick skin. So it would hurt my feelings a lot. And how did things snowball from there? So Shay was your first celebrity client and then did other celebrities start reaching out to you too? So I met Shay first and then I met Gigi Hadid at her dad's ex-girlfriend's birthday. And so you were already like hanging out in those circles. <laughs> but, but I don't know if I was like, I, I don't like Gigi was so young. This was six years ago. Like yeah. she was so young and, but I like I thought she was so beautiful. So it was like one of her first red carpets as well. For It was her first like VMAs. Not VMAs. It was the American Music Awards. And I did her hair and her makeup. It was, I mean. I, Are you self-taught with hair too? Because I feel like being both of the, like being self-taught with makeup is one thing. But like knowing how to do both is like pretty rare. I think it's only rare in LA and New York. But everywhere else in the world. Right, if you hire like someone, You have do to both. do both because that's just how it works like. It's just easier if... Did you if, just watch, like, a lot of YouTube videos? I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I think YouTube is honestly a really, really good way for any aspiring artist, for anyone who just wants to, like, learn how to do different looks. There's so many, like, good creators out there and, like, teachers out there on, on YouTube, so I definitely learned a lot from from YouTube. And do you feel like having Shay and Gigi and then them tagging you on Instagram, that kind of ended up snowballing even more, and then more people were reaching out? Yeah, I think from there, like the Kardashians reached out to me. I freaked out. I was so excited. I did Kim and I was just so nervous and I just wanted to do a good job because obviously like they're like makeup icon or, or she she is a makeup icon. So she's just so easygoing. And I and I, I thought she was going to tell me like, I want this, I want that. I want. She's like, no, whatever you want. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Like, it was just such, such an exciting moment for me. Yeah. What do you think your signature look was then? And is it different now? I mean, I, I think I still do. But I, I did very heavy makeup back then because I think from moving from Arizona, people wear a lot of makeup out there. And that's the only thing that I thought was beautiful. And I, th- I don't think not, like, just super heavy, glamorous, like, that MAC look. Because that's all you knew. Like, that's who I was hanging out with. Like, that's, that's the type of makeup that I was around. So I didn't really get to see other types of makeup and not until I think it was the VMAs my second year living in in Los Angeles Joan Smalls had reached out to me she was my first like she was like a high fashion model she was like I think she had just did that Beyonce music video and I was like oh my gosh I was so excited and I knew that like she was a model so I knew I had to do like more natural makeup I went to the makeup store and I bought like all new foundation and I bought like a bunch of like things like this is natural because I didn't know so I asked like the employees at the store like what is like what's natural and they would show me all these things so I bought a bunch of options and on like the show day and I went to the place that she was staying and I was so super I was super excited because Sir John I had never met him and he referred me to Joan so I thought that was so nice of him and obviously he does Beyonce so I was like just super grateful so I wanted to do a really good job, and I started doing her makeup. I thought it looked so good. It was super bronzy, like 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 a somewhat sultry. And she looked at herself in the mirror, like midway through, and like freaked out. And I was like freaking out inside too because I'm like, oh my god, like what did I do? And she just started like wiping her hands, and because it was just like too heavy for her. 
to me, I was like in my head, like this is the most that that is the least makeup I put on anyone, <laughs> and you think that's heavy, but I didn't say that obviously, and I was just like, I was shocked because I think everyone's perception of natural is so different. Yeah. To me, I thought I was doing the most natural thing ever, and for her, it was like the heaviest she's ever worn. Yeah. But, it's also it's, it depends on the location that you are, yeah. and like photos and lighting, and yeah. yeah, we still work together now, and she photographed great, and I think she wears more makeup now too, but. Um, <laughs> From there, it like it kind of like it gave me that aha moment, like oh, I need to really learn other techniques because I don't know them. I feel like looking at your Instagram of who you're working with now, I feel like a lot of the Asian ladies kind of gravitate towards you. Do you feel that way? Because I like Olivia Munn. I saw you did Constance Wu. I feel like I get a lot of half Asians, and then <laughs> yeah. now I'm starting to get like a, 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 a few more. I'm super excited. I'm about to work with like some really big actresses from China. And like I'm so I'm so 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 excited. I, I'm super into like right now like K beauty. I think I, I just think the looks are so beautiful and like so fresh and so bright and vibrant. And so now like I'm I'm doing my research on like on who these like Asian celebrities are. I'm like I, I love doing them. Yeah, that's awesome. Are there any celebrities, not even just Asian celebrities, but like are there any other people who you haven't worked with yet who you're dying to work with? I would love to work with Margot Robbie. I think she's iconic. And I love I would love to work with Beyonce just because I just feel like that energy and that presence would probably be such a oh, good, good feeling. Blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Totally. Okay. So tell me when you're working on someone's face, mm -hmm. what is the thing that you spend the most time on? Like, are you someone who you could spend an hour doing their brows? Like, is it really about foundation? Like, what are you spending your most time on? So it might not look like it because I never do like crazy eye looks, but I think I don't spend the most time by choice. I spend the most time doing the eyes because it just takes me so long like blending it out and stuff. And I feel like my eye looks are not even <laughs> that bold, but it takes me so long to blend out eyeshadow. I think everything else for me is so easy. Like um, if you were doing somebody for Met Gala, mm -hmm. let's say, like what's the longest amount of time that you would spend on someone's face? Like is two hours sort of max? Could you do three hours? Could you do four hours? Like what What would be like the max time? Like max time that I would want to or what's, yeah. or what, what's the longest that I've actually uh, spent? If you wanted to, like if you had... I like three hours for everybody. Wow. I know, it takes <laughs> wow. so long. Three hours for everybody. Wow. If, if you give me three hours, I'll, I'll be happy. If, if you give me one hour, I freak out. <laughs> That's amazing. So, okay, so when you walked in before, we were talking about travel. And I feel like it's definitely something that I think of with you <clears> that the last time I saw you, we were both in Japan. I feel like you travel a ton. Do you love traveling still? Or has it kind of become, it's like part of the job now? I love traveling to places that I know people. And I love traveling to places I haven't been before. So I just went to Korea a few days ago. And I've always wanted to go there just because of like... Was it your first time? Yeah, it's my first time. They're known for like K-pop. And I love K-pop. <laughs> just to see the makeup stores and the makeup brands there. It was just so cool because they're so different. A lot of like the the campaigns out there were were boys. Really? Yeah, like and boys wear a lot of makeup there. And it's like normal. It's not like, oh, you're not a manly man because you wear makeup like yeah. regular. Actually, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're just telling me that, but that's not true. But um, yeah. Oh, no, no. Businessmen in Korea wear makeup. Also. Yeah. yeah. Places that I haven't been before. and But some of like my favorite places that I've been to would probably be Tel Aviv. I just went there, Brazil. I love going to London and 
I love Tokyo as well. Yeah, oh, Tokyo is amazing. Every, everything about it, like I definitely want to go back. When we were there, it was very hot though. Yeah, it was so hot. I want to definitely go back in the springtime or something. Do you feel like you're a good traveler? No. No? I, I, I just learned this because I feel like everyone everyone travels so differently. When I travel, I like to meet like locals and like I do, I like, I like to do like just like local things. Did you see that Naomi Campbell YouTube video that she did about how she flies? No. It was kind of awesome. She takes like, I think it was like Purell wipes or something and literally wipes everything down. Like she had a mask on, she had gloves on, like she brought rubber gloves and stuff. I was like, it seems extreme, but it's like every time I fly, I do tend to like get a little cold too. <laughs> mm. Whenever I travel, I I like to sleep. I like, I honestly, I love flying. Not when I fly too much, but I think the airplane is where... I get to sleep because usually I'm flying, go straight to work, fly home, go straight to work. Or like it's never like, oh, you fly somewhere, you have a day to rest. It's like I go straight to work. And yeah. the thing is like I do it because I love the people that I'm working with and like it's an honor to be there. So like I think there's so many there's so many people that want this job and so I love doing it. Is there a place in the world that you've been that you feel like the beauty you've been most excited by the beauty scene there? Was it Korea? It would probably be be Tokyo. Because I feel like Japan takes a lot of inspiration from Korean beauty. There's just more to see in yeah. in in Japan, maybe. I know. I loved even just going I, to like the drugstores there and yeah. like beauty shopping. I wasn't in Korea for long enough. I was only there for like two days, so I can't really. I don't really have a good consensus on how it is. Yeah, yet. yeah. Well, you'll have to go back. I actually have never been either, so I have to go for sure. We'll have to take a trip there at some point. Okay, so let's talk about Instagram since it obviously has been so <clears throat> integral to where you are now. When you look at Instagram now, like, do you have certain rules about how much you'll share? Is it is your philosophy on it like you'll share everything, or do you do you draw a line somewhere? Right now, I am trying to figure that out myself because I want to share more, but then I was like, always, it's hard for me to share because like half of my, the majority of my Instagram is other people's lives and other and photos of other people. So I want to incorporate myself more and stuff, but I also don't want to bore people. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how I can incorporate myself more into my Instagram and just like my daily life and the things that I like to do. And because I feel like I do get to travel so much, I want to be able to like show the places that I go more because maybe not everyone gets to see these places. So Maybe I can like travel for them and they yeah. can well, see. Well, you make me think about Shay because I feel like with her, I love like watching her travel videos. They're and so well done. So well done. So well done. And is Instagram your main platform or do you, are you on, do you have a YouTube channel? I don't have a YouTube channel, but I'm going to make one. But you should do like a YouTube travel channel. I'm, when, when I'm traveling, I'm working. So oh, yeah. I feel like when she travels for YouTube, it's like everything is so scheduled. It's like, it's like not vacation. Yeah. It's and like then you're working. You're working. All the time. Yeah. yeah. As someone who has been bullied in the past, do you ever have an issue with the negativity on social? Do you, or do you try not to read comments? Like, how do you deal with all that? I think I've been super lucky because a lot of people don't, they don't really tend to say mean things about about my clients, only sometimes. But I also, those people usually are private. So, I mean, I don't really, I don't really read into it, but I do understand now I mean I'm, I'm not like anywhere near like as like a celebrity status but I understand why people why celebrities have anxiety and all these things because imagine like someone telling you like you're ugly you're fat you're this you're that like 
go die, do like all, all these things every single day, and you're constantly reading it because like people are saying it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel? So, and I never understood it before, and I feel like now I could understand why people like have so much anxiety and stuff. Yeah. I know. It's it's really warped, the fact that I think somehow people feel like they're not talking to a human being on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. Okay, so I'm obsessed with your makeup line. Oh, I love so the much. highlighter. The fan was amazing. Can you talk to me a little bit about, like, how did that all come about? Like, what made you—I'm sure you've been thinking yeah. about it for a while that you wanted to start your own line, but, like, why start with those products? Like, how did the whole thing happen? First of all, like, I I, I saw your little Insta stories, and, 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 and right there. <laughs> thank you so much for doing it. And I saw, like, you used it, and, like, you did it very confidently. I feel like when people first try it on themselves, they're like, oh, no, like, but, like— <laughs> Your face was like so fierce the whole entire time, and and I didn't so, flinch. <laughs> no, you didn't flinch. It was so. Thank you. I started working on this line about two years ago, and it's just always it's it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Just because I obviously I love makeup, and and it's just it's just it's just like a different. I think as an artist, you want to be able to do different things. You don't only want to do like one thing for the rest of your life. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. So it was like it's it's really cool to like learn about the process of creating like your own makeup, and it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be, and it's a lot more pressure too because I feel like in like this day of society, like you, I think you're. I mean, maybe it's pressure on myself, but like to make amazing things, to like sell out, to do all these things. But it's been a lot of work, and but it's been so fun just because if I want to make this product, I can go make this product, and I can change it to however like you want to change it to. But it, Did you know from the get-go that you wanted to start with highlighter <clears throat> and body oil? No. So when I first decided that I wanted to do this, I started with a completely different thing. It was like, it was like lipsticks and stuff. And we were working on it for a long time. We had, we had all these shades done. And I just realized, I'm like, I feel like it's not as exciting. There's so many people that like makeup lines now. And I wanted to do something that was different, but also stayed true to the things that I like. Because I remember when I first started doing makeup, I felt like I was always copying other people's looks and stuff. And I would I would, I would, would never be as happy with them because like someone else did it and, and someone else did it better. So not until I realized my own personal look is when like, oh, like, I love this look. It looks like I'm proud of it. Like the feeling, the feeling of being proud of your own work is like the best feeling because I do makeup every single day, but I'm not, I don't love every single look, but I'm so proud of, of the collection is because I, I truly love it and I truly use it all, all the time. And I, and, I, and I just wanted to create glow that honestly like shines a lot. And so like my highlighting mist, I, I love glow that is like that just melts onto the skin where like it just falls like where it's natural so like the spray is meant to like spray onto your skin so there's no like harsh lines and there's no like everything just like diffuses into like and falls into like all the right places because like naturally like you wouldn't only like get dewy like right on like your you'd get like (laughs) in one like stripe (laughs) yeah you would have like an overall dew and then the body glow because i love glow in the face so much i also wanted a glow you always, it's super important to like match the body to the face. I, lo- I hate like a dry shoulder then like in that photo when, when, when your client is like taking the photo from behind and like her shoulders there and her face and, and, and her highlight is so glowy, but her shoulder's not. So the major glow body oil is something that I'm super proud of too, just because 
one, I think it smells so good. And I think it just, it just like glistens so much in the sun. All of my products look the best in natural sunlight. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like if you, if, if you do go into a Sephora store, spray on your skin and look and go outside because the lighting in Sephora <laughs> is not that good. So go outside and then judge it. Yeah. No, I love that you have a body product too. Cause it's like, it has been weird in the past couple of, I mean, Body products now, I think this year have started to like come it's so up crazy. again. I feel like once once we came out with the glow, like everybody came out with it. Yeah, but it's weird though because people have historically kind of like spent a lot of time on their faces. Like mm-hmm. we'll spend thousands of dollars on like skincare for our face, and then everyone ignores their bodies. So yep. it's like it's good now that there's more like emphasis on it. Yeah, for sure. And the lip shine, I I I love like glossy lips. So I I also wanted to make like a lip shine that felt really comfortable I don't know if if you tried it but it truly does feel like a lip balm and it's super minty yeah I know I hate like a tacky gloss so it feels like I mean I could wear it as lip balm every single day what's your eventual goal with the brand like where do you want to go with it like do you hope that it becomes like the next billion dollar brand do you want to keep it smaller like what's your goal I definitely want to grow the brand and we are going to grow the brand a lot we have a bunch of collections coming out that because I, I feel like people don't know, but it takes it takes about like unless you have your own like like manufacturer and like, your own like distributing company, like it takes about two years to really create a product. You have to think about what you're what you're going to create two years later. So yeah. well, especially if you're creating something new. Yeah, I think the problem nowadays is that there's a lot of people who are doing kind of copycat things. Yeah, and then if you're basically like stealing someone's formula and yeah. then changing one ingredient. It doesn't take as long, but if yeah. you're creating something really innovative and different, it takes a while. So. I have a bunch of I mean a bunch of collections coming out and they all like speak to different like areas in my life or different styles that I like and we are in like a few Sephora stores now but I I, I mean I hope to grow and to become I mean like the brand that I like truly believe that it can be. That's awesome. Okay, so to pivot a little bit, when you walked in before, I was talking about your skin. Your skin is amazing. I know you. This is audio, so you guys obviously can't see Patrick right now, but you have incredible skin. Oh, thank you. Are you as into skincare as makeup? I mean, I really am. I think growing up, I've I've always been like a product junkie, and I would always like steal my mom's like products, and she always yell at me because she always said like, "I'm a boy, I don't need it." Actually, it's it's kind of disgusting, but like my my like my bathroom counter. Not my new place, but my old place is like filled with products and always trying out new things. So that like I like I truly just wanted like good skin. I also am like a a ambassador for La Mer now. I've been there for almost like four years. And I truly love the products, but because like of them too, like it made me learn so much more about skincare and to really like focus on it. And I think one thing that I I've learned is. And I, and I think everyone says this, but honestly, use sunscreen if you don't. If, if you want clear, like no sunspots, all this stuff. Like some sometimes, obviously, you're born with like some molds and stuff. But if you want clear skin for the rest of your life, use sunscreen. Definitely, I know. I made the mistake when I was younger of not wearing sunscreen most of the time when I was a kid, and then I just have like all this hyperpigmentation now. And it's like you have to use sunscreen, but also stay out of the sun, like yeah. go into the shade sometimes. Because I definitely have that type of skin, like. Most people don't reapply sunscreen as much as they're supposed to. So it's like, if, especially if I'm on vacation, like I was just in Spain, if I don't wear a hat and everything else, like I always joke that like I could have one finger in the sun and my entire body gets tan. <laughs> super, super important. 
in the morning and nighttime, like what's your skincare routine in a gist? Like in a in a quick little bite, like is it do you cleanse in the morning, cleanse at night? Is yeah. it just moisturizer? Do you have like multi steps? So let's start at night. At nighttime, I will usually I always cleanse my face in the shower. I'll use either like a cleansing foam or a cleansing gel. Like once or twice a week, I'll use a cleansing oil just because it's there and I feel like it. But um, I like the cleansing foam because I like the feeling of like a squeaky clean face. And I feel like foams always give me like a squeaky clean feel. And then I will use a, I love exfoliators just because I hate dead skin of skin on my face, but right now my skin is really dry. So don't And for it. exfoliating, do you use a chemical or do you use like a, um, like a scrub? I'll use both. I'll use either like a scrub or I'll or I'll use an actual like scrubber. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I can, I'm kind of rough with my skin, so maybe not everyone should 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 do it. But I feel like I get I get I'm really oily, so I feel like I get a lot of blackheads. So I have to scrub that dirt away. And then as I love serums, so I'll use like a lot of like different like anti aging serums and moisturizer. For me, I know it's really bad, but like I don't really love moisturizer i like serums really so you'll just like let will you layer serums yeah but everyone says that that's probably why i'm so so oily because i wash my face and i don't re-moisturize but i feel like if i moisturize i know it is it's counterintuitive but they do say that your skin will adjust like maybe your skin's not getting enough moisture and that's why it's producing oil i just don't like it so i if my skin feels really dry i'm like okay i need it i feel like my skin's cracking I'll use like a gel cream. I, I love the La Mer gel cream because it's super lightweight and it's super like cooling. And then I love, yeah, I love like any, honestly, any like lifting serum, any anti-aging serum, any. I love serums too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're addictive. And do you get any skincare <clears throat> treatments? Like are you into facials and yeah, laser oh and stuff like that? Yeah, so like that's one thing about like being a, I guess, an influencer. Like I feel like I'm constantly getting people DMing me like, hey, come into this, come into this, please do like, let's do this. And like, okay, okay, okay. Like I I get to try all these different things. And has there been one you've tried recently that's been amazing? The only thing that I think that truly works and I see a difference is, and I see like a drastic difference is microneedling. And I was so scared of it at first. Like, oh my God. Like my, I actually, the person who told me about it was my assistant, and she's like, "No, it's this thing that you like puncture like all these holes into your face, and it kind of like regenerates like collagen and like and." Did you and, have it with PRP or yeah. just the? Oh, okay. So I haven't tried that. I've done microneedling with the derma pen. I think either way it works. Either way, did either you, way. Did it hurt when you did it? Well, they numbed my face. They numbed me too, but it still hurt. <laughs> but I, I like the feeling. <laughs> I liked it in certain places, but when they go over bony yeah, parts, yeah, like hurts. on your forehead and especially on my nose, I was like, oh, I was definitely crying. <laughs> I think, but how many times have you done it? I feel like... I've the, only done it once. Okay, so I like... Maybe I get things done too much. But, but, but <laughs> Your face toughens up. But like, it's like it's like a... I feel like it's like a service. So I yeah. feel like... Oh, I'm it's like, amazing. Yeah, so I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm relaxing. And I'm I like, felt weirdly it, high afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you get this endorphin rush, may, maybe partially because of the pain, too. Your but face I remember burns, yeah. Your face burns, and then I do remember going home. I was a little bit red, but my skin looked amazing. I think the derma pen, you're less red, but if you get, like, the, the, the derma roller, mm-hmm. your face gets really red. So oh. I've had both. But it's honestly, the, like, no matter, like, how many, like, I've, I've done lasers, I've done all, all these things, and... They say like, oh, like your skin's gonna clear up, or your skin's gonna look amazing after. I don't think anything works better than 
I mean, what do you think? It was amazing. I've also had Fraxel done. Fraxel I thought was good, but my only issue with it was the downtime. For about a week afterwards, your skin, have you have you had it done? I, I, I haven't done that, but I'm actually scared of it because I feel like those, okay, maybe I haven't done a lot of lasers, but my mom always told me that the more lasers you use, you like cannot be in the sun or else like you will get sunspots like immediately. Yeah, so. and there is an issue sometimes with certain lasers, with, especially with Asian skin yeah. too, that it's like sometimes it will cause more hyperpigmentation. <clears throat> so you need to go to a dermatologist or someone else who like really knows what they're doing and they'll adjust the heat for you. We're sitting right here and Michelle is sitting directly in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, where's my sunscreen? <laughs> totally true. But yes, microneedling. Definitely, definitely highly recommend. Although, weirdly, I haven't had it again. I had it for the first time probably about three years ago, and I do love it. I think I just, I try so many different things that I haven't gotten back around to it again. I feel like we're talking about it, like, so loosely and, like, don't try everything, like, but, like, <laughs> because, like, sometimes I, I've, I've heard a lot of bad, like, bad stories that people, or, like, reactions that, 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 that people have had. So just, like, be sure that you're going to a good place and, like, a respected person that is, like, doing it. Just don't go to, like, oh, like... Some hole in the wall place because like sometimes like these things can be like permanent like permanent damage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you tried microcurrent? Maybe I have tried facts with all these things, but I don't know what these, they're doing <laughs> on me because it's uh, the other one where so there's a couple of devices that are at home devices too. One's called New Face and the other one's called Zip. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yep. Okay. So they also like a bunch of the good like facialists also incorporate it. They'll do sort of it looks like two wands and they'll kind of like zap your face like that. Oh yeah. I do believe yeah, in I've that, that too. I've done yeah. That. I feel like especially for people who are doing big events and stuff, I someone has done before half of my face with it and then half without. Yeah, and there's it definitely it lifts. lifts it yep. up. But yeah. I, I don't think it's very permanent it's like a very like a three hour six hour exactly like if you had like a red carpet or you had like a reunion or something it's a great thing to do yeah if you have a high school reunion get it done (laughs) (laughs) okay so makeup wise as we're recording this it's like the end of summer going into fall are there a couple either makeup trends or makeup products that you're really excited about i think right now like the most exciting product that is new that's kind of new but not new is they're not new, but the cream bronzers that everyone's are coming out with, like the cream contours and, and and all these things, because it just makes and like it's it's not about the product. It's it's about finally brands are figuring out the colors better. So I think you can do so much more with them. And I before Korea, I had a feeling in like in my brain that oh, like my eyeshadow looks so dry lately, and it doesn't look like yummy and rich and like how the rest of the face does it, it just looks dry because I always use powder so in Korea I like stumbled upon the store and I found these like these I think they're gels but they're like gel eyeshadows and I and use, they're in like a little pot yeah it's not a, it's not it's not a cream eyeshadow it's like a gel eyeshadow but I've been using it as like a base and like and they have they come in all these colors I bought like a, a bunch of colors I use it as a base, and it just makes the eyes look rich and yummy again, and oh. not and not dry. Because I still, for me, I, I learned doing makeup with powders before. I'm trying to expand. I want to use more creams and more like pencils and 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 and, and all these things. But the way that I learned is with eyeshadows. I can still layer eyeshadows on top of it, and it just makes the eyes look a little bit more just rich. Yeah. So you were mentioning like <clears throat> the bronzing sticks and contouring before. Do you feel like contouring is changing or do you feel like people are asking you for different things now? Because for a while, I think people have been saying, you know, the Instagram look is starting to change, blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like contouring is 
that the trend is kind of changing and shifting? Yeah, I think the trend, like, it's not really like a huge trend anymore, but I feel like because it's so, like, it's like definitely like, I think it's a step in the process now. Yeah. Like how like foundation was a step before. And now like it's, it's just a process. I think we're, we're trying to find like the new product that we were brands are trying to promote. But I think contouring, because it's like so known now, like it's like a step. I feel like, I mean, everyone likes to look a little snatched. Yeah. I am so bad at it though. <laughs> I, don't make, I, always, I, think, I always joke that like, because my daughter is 11 and so she watches like videos and stuff. So she's like, mommy, can I try contouring? So she tried it once and it's like, when I do it, I look like my face is dirty. <laughs> I, think, I think when you go to Asia again, you need to go because makeup for Asian people and makeup for like America, like Americans is completely different and the colors that, that you would choose. I feel like, most of the makeup that you see in America is for your skin color. Like contouring needs to be like a little bit different. And when I went to Asia, like you would thrive. Your face would like you would. We we will both be beautiful in it. Do you feel like it's more like what are the shades there for contouring? Is it more peachy? For, for no, for contouring, it's like it's a little bit more light brownie gray. But like it, it's very 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 subtle. Like because contouring isn't big there at all. I mean, all these brands have it now because, I mean, everyone had it. But the sticks, the colors are, I mean, I thought they were beautiful. I bought a bunch of different ones from from from, from different brands. So I think it's just finding the right color yeah. and find something that's not too crazy pigmented. I'm sure you get this question from people on Instagram and other places. But what would your advice be now for a young aspiring makeup artist who wants to follow in your footsteps? I would say don't rush it as much as like I tried rushing it. Like I think when I moved to LA, I wanted to have my hands on every single person. I want to do this. And I thought I was ready for everything. And I look back at it and you have one chance to impress the people that like, that think, I mean, the people that I work with, like there's so many makeup artists out there and if you don't do a good job the first time or if you're not ready or if you can't do all these different looks or whatever, they're probably not going to hire you back and they probably will never hire you back again. And there's only so many people out there that you that you can work with. So if you want to be in like the celebrity world, just like take your time, educate yourself. Like I wish I assisted people more and I didn't and I wish I could. Uh, like if, if, if I could go back, I would like do it a little bit sort of. You have so much time. It's hard for people to remember that though. You know what I mean? Everyone's in a rush with it. And you're so you're you're so young still too. <laughs> I mean, you've done so much in your career. So I have one last question. Thinking, you know, sort of I guess as a segue of what I just said, you've done so much already at such a young age. When you look back at your career, what is your proudest moment so far? I think the happiest I was, like honestly, like was when I launched my brand because I did it exactly the way I wanted to do it and I had all my friends and my family around it, like like friends and family around me. And like, because I feel like as a makeup artist, I am constantly like working for somebody else on somebody else's time, making somebody else look, look beautiful. And um, the amount of support that I got from my clients and my friends and my family, like it was just so overwhelming. So like it, like, it was such like a happy moment in my life because I feel like they do care about me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Well, um, after this, Patrick is going to show me some new products that are coming up, which one I'm sure we will share with you guys <clears throat> on Allure. Thank you so much for coming. Thank it's you been for awesome. having me. I, I really love talking to you. All right. Awesome. Do you want to share anything with our audience about either how to follow you or any other any other thing to promote? Yeah. If you do, if you guys do want to follow me on Instagram, it is at Patrick Ta. 
And my makeup line is at Patrick Ta Beauty. Amazing. All right. Thank you. Bye, Patrick. Bye. All right, everyone. That was my conversation with the lovely Patrick Ta. I look forward to seeing where his travels take him and what beauty looks come from them. I know I'll be watching along with the rest of his million and a half followers, taking notes and hopefully booking a few flights to follow in his inspiring footsteps. Make sure that you check out his collection, Patrick Ta Beauty. You have to try his highlighter and lip gloss. You won't regret it. And don't forget to subscribe to the Allure podcast and give us five stars if you liked this conversation. 